This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> it's always a pleasure to see everybody. And it's a special schuz today to be able to have Rabbi Lapiansky join us. As you can look around the room, you can see it's a... Everybody is just as excited as, as I am. Actually, the first time Rav Lapiansky came for the Koyal was, I think, 18 years ago, Hanukkah. Also, that was the first time he was able to have Rav Lapiansky. And it's a big COVID and the Zchus. And uh, as everybody knows, everyone's here for the same reason. I don't need to elaborate. So I just want to give Rashiva Shkayach for traveling up and coming up. It's not easy. The travel and the Agrets Nyashikayach, Nailam should be Nana from the Divi Tayyar. Lichting Hanukkah, it is very special always to be here. Um, I've, I know so many people here and I'm so close to so many people, and uh, it's, it's something that is very meaningful to be with such a tzibur at such a time. Um, I was looking for some sort of topic to speak about, and Hanukkah, Baruch Hashem, I th- I'm sure the Olam has heard a lot on Hanukkah. There's one facet of Hanukkah that I think is very important to talk about, and that is Hanukkah marks the transition to Teirish Shabal Peh. Can we try without the mic, maybe? Can I, can I try without the mic? I, I, if, the vo- if, it, if it carries, we'll be without the mic. I, it's more comfortable for me. So Hanukkah is the yontiv of Teirish of Alpeh. It's the first and only yontiv that does not have a, um, anything in Ksuvim. The Megillah Esther was a toss-up. She wrote the Megillah Esther, and she thought and they wasn't sure if they would incorporate it in Kisra Kodesh. It became incorporated in Kisra Kodesh. Hanukkah did not become incorporated in Kisra Kodesh. There was no, not even attempt. This firm that we have, some of them are, are very unclear where they're from. And we do not have Torah Shabbat Even in Torah Shabbat it's quite scarce. And it's one of the issues that people deal with why we have a few Mishnayis here and there that mention it out of Urcha, but it certainly is not written anywhere. It also, um, the Goyen says that, it, it, the Goyen is Gerson, Seyed Olam Rabbe, is that the transition from Nevoah to Teirish of Alper, in the sense that we have it, was Hanukkah. Shimonat Tzadik, that was the, that was the Tkufa where Nevoah ended, and now it became um, rationalism and Teresh Shabal Peh. And that, that was the transition. So I wanted to talk about Teresh Shabal Peh. I want to learn something inside because I think that it's important to get a sense of what Teresh Shabal Peh is. And we also, I think, in today's door, Teresh Shabal Peh is, um, is, is a challenge also. Um, the, it's become fashionable to darshan the Bible, 
Ish, Kimatnas, Hashem, whatever he feels like, he says, and no sense of Isyachsus Torah Shabalpeh. I think being Mechazik and understanding a bit. So I wanted to see two things over here. The first is a description in the Rambam of what is Torah Shabalpeh. I think that we have um, people fumble a bit when asked what is Torah Shabalpeh. They define it as the Torah that's not written. That's a, that's a definition of what it's not, but what is it? And then I'd like to go through some of the pieces in the morale. We'll, we'll, I'm not going to go through word by word, but I do want to go through on why Torah Shabal Peh is not written. If it's Torah, and if it's Emes, and if it's Makarish Baruch Hu, why didn't you write it? Those are the two things I'd like to do. So the first thing is, I, I didn't have enough sheets. Um, so I, I didn't know how many people would come, so I guess you can look on or whatever. The Rambam in Hilchas Mamrim speaks about what's called a Zokin Mamre. It means someone who is expelled out of Klal Yisrael. He's, 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 he's somebody who's royal to be in Sanhedrin. And if he goes against the Sanhedrin... He is Chayv Misa. It's a very, it, in, if he paskins and so on. So the Ramam says, Bezdin ha-godl shebishalayim heim ika teresh peh. So if someone were to ask you, what, where, where is teresh peh? But this is before the Shas was printed. This is before anything. Teresh peh resides within the Bezdin ha-godl. In other words, Teresh peh is never a safer per se. Today we have it as a safer, as a b'dievet, but it, the repository of Torah Shabbat is Bezna Godel. Veheim amude hayra, or mehem choik or mishpat yezchal Yisrael. The Rambam is never poetic or flowery for the sake of being poetic or flowery. The Rambam says three things: Ika Torah Shabbat amude Three items. Unclear here, but we'll see as we progress in the Rambam, we'll see exactly what he refers to. So Rambam makes here a very, very important point. Can Sanhedrin be wrong? The answer is no. Not because they have Ruch HaKodesh, not tremendous tzaddikim and chassidim and so on. That may be true. They can't be wrong because the Torah said, If a person asks what's the right thing to do in the, in the areas that are their domain, the answer is, And therefore, by definition, the Torah was seimach on them, and keeping the Torah means doing exactly as the Bezna Gadol said. Then he says another point. The Rambam adds a point over here. Somebody will come along, like the Karoyim did, like the Tzitzukim to some degree, like others, I have Torah Shebik Sav, I have the Bible, the divine word, who says, just because the rabbi said, well, if you actually bother to read the divine word and make it through to Dvarim, Pasha Shoftim says that when it's unclear what to do, 
you go to your shalayim, you ask the Bezna Gadol, you have to do what they said, and if not, then if somebody passes out like that, he's put to death. So the Torah Shebek Sav anchors, Torah Shebek Peh is anchored in Torah Shebek Sav. You, if a person says he believes in Torah Shebek Sav and not in Torah Shebek Peh, he's, he's, it's not he's a liar. He's saying something that is a stira mineube. Torah Shebek Sav anchors Torah Shebek Peh in, in itself. And that's what the Ramam says. The, um, if you Then he says base, and here he's going to define what are the areas. What, there are different areas in, included under this rubric of Anyone who doesn't do like like Beza says Now. So the first category is the category that the Ramam describes in Pirush HaMishnayis. That Moshe Rabbeinu received in Sinai the mitzvah u pirusha. He received the mitzvah, that's the Pasuk, the Sukkah Yamim, and so on. And Pirusha. Torah Shebal Peh is the explanation of Torah Shebiksav. So the first tafkid of the Sanhedrin is to preserve the, 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 um, the Torah Shebal Peh, which is the Pirusha. So the most, um, the, 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 the primary definition of Torah Shebal Peh refers to this. The, 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 the initial definitions, explanations of what those mitzvahs are, Lemaisa. Um, so that's Dvorim Shazer Shur and Tarshva Peh. The Echa Dvorim Shalomdom Epidaitum, the Achas Minamido Shatoni Dreshes Ben, the Nira Beinem Shadovazakahu. The second category. That's under the broad umbrella of Torah Shabbal Peh. It's not the primary definition. Is anything that can be extrapolated from the Torah's words using Yud Gimel Midas Shatay Nidrashas Behen. So these are these are Chiyuvim Minat Torah. They are extrapolated, and the Rambam adds. He says. Once we're dealing with extrapolation, even if you're using klolim, they're not hard and fast. They are a matter of perspective. There can be many different ways. Is this a kalvachem? It's not a kalvachem. We have plenty of machlokas um, in, 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 about it, um, and so on. So, the Torah said, yes, there are many perspectives. It is the Sanhedrin's perspective, their final consensus that determines what is right. So the second category of halachis are halachis that are extrapolated from original. They were not included in the main corpus of Torah Shabbat These are new situations that arose and so on. And they're extrapolated. And Sanhedrin has the final say as to What's the right Russia? What's not? 
Third category. Ve'echa dvarim sha'asom syog l'tayra o lefima sha'ashot srichas ve'hein gzeiris v'takonis u'minhagos. The, um, the third category is the Bezdin, or, or the leadership of Kal Yisrael, is um, obligated to enact all sorts of takanis, minhagim, gzeris, as a shmira for Torah. It's, it's the right thing to do, and they're obligated to do it. It is a Torah right and obligation to do it, but the etzim halach itself is a drabonan. There's a famous Marik says that he's asked why an Evid Rabbanan aren't you overly susser? And he answers that it depends what the person's attitude is. If a person eats chicken and cheese because he has a type of a chicken and cheese, he's Evid Rabbanan. If he eats it because what do I care what Rabbanan say, then he's over the riser. So the third category are Gzairus and Takanis, that's included in Torah Shabal Peh because it resides within the mind and, and understanding of Bezna Gadol. And now the Rama puts in the Pasik these three things. Um, so the first thing is, it says, Yerucha means they promulgate Torah, they legislate Torah, and that applies, legislation applies specifically to those halachas that they created by Xerus HaKonsumen Hagis. Then it says, Vala Mishpat Yomru. Mishpat is something which is a judgment call. Shvita, judgment, is where I weigh things. That applies to the type of halachas that are extrapolated using Yud Gimel Midas and needing a certain hachroz hadas. Is this shove, is this not shove, and so on. And finally, the word Yagidu, the word Haggadah, applies most specifically to Haggadah's Edus, testimony. When you're testifying as to what is the, what is the case, what is the emis, that is something that is simply giving over the Mitzvah Pirusha, and So let's sum up what he says over here. Torah Shebal is the Torah that resides within the Bezna Gadol. It does not have cloth and ink. It does not have stone that is etched on. It's in the heart and mind of the Bezna Gadol. The Torah Shebiksav anchors it because it says in the Pazakolashirucha. It includes three areas that they have the, that, that their Torah is the Torah. One is the Purusha mitzvah, the basic description of the mitzvahs that were handed down from Moshe 
explaining the basic, how big a sukkah is, what's chach is, what's it made of, and so on, the basic halachas. And on that, Bez Nagodl's input is to try to preserve the integrity of, 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 of the information. Two, whenever a new case arises that there are no known halachas, to extrapolate to it, and that's mishpat. And finally, they have the obligation and right to create takonis and gzeris for the good of Torah. And that is, it, it's, its halachic framework is the abundance, but the power of it is anchored in the Torah, and it is part of Torah Shabbat Peh because it resides in Sanhedrin. That's where the Rambam defines Torah Shabbat Peh, and it's a very important definition to remember. Now, the question is, why did Akadosh Baruch Hu bifurcate Torah and give it that way? Why did Akadosh Baruch Hu give it in a way where part of it would be Ksav and part of it would be Al So, obviously, um, a, a simple answer is that it would be way too long to write out every case it could possibly be. We still have Chuvas Farm being written as of now and they didn't have access to a hard drive of Isaac Chachma, so giving, a, a giving actually a written text would be quite big. That's a practical answer, but obviously it's much, there's much deeper than that. And the morale in the, at the end of Teferis Yisrael, in Teferis Yisrael is a safer devoted to Torah, and Shavuos, Torah, and so on, he deals with this, and I want to go over some of the points he makes, because again, this is such an important part of our, of Yiddishkeit, of our Yiddishkeit. I want to add a point. I don't want to get political, but I, I, want to, I do want to add an important point. Um, for many reasons, we find it um, appropriate. Um, I wouldn't say appropriate, I would say useful to align ourselves with people whose values are from the book. And many of the values are similar and that's the way politics work. You, you work together with someone who has similar goals and values. We always have to be uncomfortable. We don't have the book. We have the book and the word. And it's very different. Ayin does not mean an eye for an eye. And, and, and so on. And, and therefore, to, so what you have to do, you have to do. But to feel that, that we're both you know, part of the people of the book, we need really, really to, to keep a big distance from that. We're the people of the book and the word, and this is, the, this is the, what Torah is. So Torah is Ksav and Alpeh. That's how Torah was given. Why? So Maral discusses two or three points, and I think they're, they're all... So let's take a look at the next page. And this is Perik Shishon it's, it's at the end of Teferis Yisrael, the last two or three prokim. So he, bring, he, he asked this question. I'm not going to go through the question side. He's Meirich on the question. And then he says, so, so the first point he makes is the point we made, that it's very long and difficult, so to write it out, fine. That's a, it's a practical reason. It's, it's not wrong. But we obviously feel that if Torah is given a certain way, that's not, that's not the whole, that's not everything. So um, let's take a look. It's on page Reishvid Aleph, the left-hand column. 
He says, it's not simply a division for convenience, write a little bit and leave over the rest. What's written ought to be written, and what's balper ought to be balper. Why? So let's discuss this point that he says over here, and this is uh, the first of his, uh, of his points explaining a difference. When we talk about mitzvahs, mitzvahs are a, um, are a combination of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Emes, and our performing it. So the mitzvah itself, Shabbos, is written in the Torah. That's an idea. Torah is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's half, the written Torah. The Torah that we have is the Torah Kaddish Baruch Hu gave to Moshe as such. It's written on, on the cloth. We have no input really on it. That's the musik. That's the etzim um, mitzvah, the etzim core of the mitzvah. The Rambam, like we said before, describes the relationship as the mitzvah or pirusha. So there's the mitzvah, and there's how the mitzvah is enacted. Let's take, a, 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 let's take an example, um, a, a, I guess just to get a, a, a feel. A person has a yard site. He feels a need, it's appropriate, to commemorate the, 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 the yard site of, of, of a father, mother. So the yard site is a musig, it's, it's an idea, how to do it, so, should I dump for the should I say a share, should I give kibbutz, should I do that, that? That's already a physical manifestation of it. And something like a yard site, we could, one person will dump for the one person will, will, will say a share, one person will give a near money, and, and so on. In other words, we distinguish between the core idea, which is a lot more conceptual, to the actual kiyum. So, the etzim musik of Shabbos is a divine musik. It's given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's written in, on, on paper and that's our starting point. We have no shaykhs to it. How we carried out, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu did give us a certain level of pirusha, but that's a lot more tolly in us. And that's why we have the, 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 the um, A, we're the ones who work out the details how to do it. It's, it's, it's a, in other words, the way to bring it down here. There's a fascinating Balatanya, that Tanya says it, Balatanya says it, it's in, it's in Lakuti Torah. He, it says in the Zoya that the stick that Yaakov Avinu peeled was a pchin of tefillin. It somewhat resembles the, 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 the wine and tefillin around your hand. And yes, what shaykh is, whatever. And his point was, before Matan Torah in Sinai, the people who are Nevi'im, 
the people who were Masig Aloikus understood the ideal and they had the right to express it in different ways. Once Torah was given and the mitzvah was given, the mitzvah has to be done in a specific way. But the point of it is, every mitzvah has in itself what it is. Basukas Teshu Shivas Yomim is the etzah mitzvah, that we leave home and we sit in a sukkah. That's a, a, a heavenly idea. That's, that's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. How does a person manifest his being in a dear Saroi? That's already something that is the Tzuris mitzvah that belongs to Adam. So because Torah and Kima mitzvahs is a partnership between HaKadosh Baruch and us, it was given in that way, that the core of the mitzvah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, that's frozen, it's given a certain way in Sinai and it stayed exactly the same. The Protea mitzvahs, which is more how we enact, how we express it, it also came from Sinai, but it already is ours. It's minimally what we memorize in Tosh Balper. It's it's the it's the it's the um, working out you give Amidas and Takaras and Xeris. That's one point that he makes. Next page, he makes another point, and this is so. So it, it, all of his points are going to be about, around this point, uh, 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 around the Nakuda, the difference. But he says different in Yanim, and, and they're all very valuable. Amud Reishud Bay is on the right hand side. Ube Medris. It says, Vayhisham imashem arboim yom arboim laila. It says, Moshe Rabbeinu was 40 days and 40 nights of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Vayhisham arboim yom arboim laila. It's always lit up over there. Vayhisham arboim yom laila. How do you know when it's night? Ela, kshay melamdoi mikro yedea shu yom, kshay melamdoi mikro yedea shu laila. So when they learned Mikra, he knew it was Yoim, and learned Mishra, it was Laila. It, it is a minute by, 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 by some hidden who are into these things that they do not learn um, at night. Um, they don't learn at night Mikra because of this Chazal. I, I do hope they learn Mishra in the day. I do hope that they do learn Tereshwapa during the day. That, that I do hope. But Al Kapan does a compare on that. But what does it mean? A very strange Chazal. How do you know when it's day and night? Uh, you know, in the Hori Mashre. So he says, Let's discuss this point. It's an extension of his point before. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world, it's all emes. It's all light. There is no alternative. This is right. This is appropriate. We don't grapple with anything that's sheker. Torah is emes. Every word in the Torah is emes. There's no havamina maskana in 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 Torah in in Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat is bechreach grappling with choshech. It means how does a physical person in our world bring down this Indian into our world, and that's something that is um, th- that's something that is a grappling with choshech. 
Teresh, it says, B'machshakim HaShivani is Talmud Bavli. Because Talmud Bavli has a lot of back and forth and so on. I, I want to explain a minute how this is a chreyachtas. A lot of people, today people start learning Yerushalmi. Um, so if you have English Gemaras, I don't know if there's a big difference. But if you, if you don't have, Yerushalmi is much more difficult to learn than Bavli. And it's not only because we're not used to it, it's a, it's a, it's a slightly different language. It's a lot more than that. <coughs> Do Yerushalmi rarely has any back and forth? It's quite short and basically brings a machlokas. The lengthy back and forth that you have in Talmud Bavli does not exist. It's understood that it was a certain high madrega that they saw the point right away and so on. For us, that makes it very difficult to understand. We don't have, if somebody comes along and says, many people have written biographies Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov, Kamenetsky, and others, how they said shir, and it was very hard to pick up where's their chiddush. They just said shir, they read the Gemara, they titles that. Somebody who was a real Talmud Chacham understood that he was bothered by this problem, that problem, the other problem, and had charted a pshat that would cover all the bases. But if you didn't know it, you didn't see it. So finally, he read the Gemara and titled it. We learn mostly by having the back and forth. Why can't you say like this? Why can't you say like that? What do you mean by this? The back and forth of the Bavli, at, at first it's difficult because there's a lot of back and forth, full starts, maybe it's like this mission, maybe this is right, this is right, it's not right, it's not right, it's not right. It's, it's tedious. But then we begin to get a much clearer picture. Tom Yerushalmi assumes, it gets straight to the point. But you're left baffled, why, how, what do you mean exactly? It's, it, when a person is very brief and concise, it's easy to repeat. But then you start asking yourself, so what exactly did it mean? Did it mean this, did it mean that, did it mean another thing? How is it different from what he said before? What's he trying to say? We don't deal well in our world, in our setting, with pure oil. We live in a world of chayshech. And therefore, the Torah about Peh, which allows for the back and forth, and the chewing up and trying to understand is where we are able to deal with it. So we have two Torahs. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu's world, what it says exactly, people, it says the Vilna Goyen, it's brought down, uh, towards the end of his life, would just learn Chumash because he saw in Chumash all the Joshua's Hal and everything in there. But that's, in, that's, that's why he was the Vilna Goyen. We look at it and every single line, so, does it mean this? Does it mean that? Does it mean the other thing? How do you reconcile the steerus and so on? For us, it's a process of chayshech. So the oyer and the chayshech, the yoyim and the laila together comprise Torah. So at the end of the day, I know exactly what it is. And, and, and this is how I have it. There's a chazal. It says that, famous Gemara Menachis, that Moshe Rabbeinu asked that he show him Rabbi Kiva, he, he, he heard Rabbi Kiva darshning Tile Tile Shalachis. Moshe Rabbeinu had no idea what he was darshning. And he said, you have a person like this and you're giving Torah through me. Until at the end of Rabbi Kiva's shir, he, 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 he said, this is all Moshe Misinai, and then he was no Chadaiti. 
One of the most Peladika Chazal. So Tzedek explains the following. Certainly Maishra Rabbeinu's Torah was the highest Torah there was. That's Pashit. But imagine an adult sees a sentence that he's used to and knows it, understands it, and has, it's fine. And the Talmud is trying hard to understand it and he's, and he's struggling to understand it. Many times, if the person is high enough, if there's a, a big enough discrepancy, he's going to have a hard time understanding what don't you understand. It's one of the skills of a Rebbe for younger children that he can imagine what, does, what would the child not understand. It's simple. Yeah, for you it's simple. I remember when I came to the Mishiv, I started teaching Nesha Torah. It was, it was a high Gemara share. And I made a diuk, and I got baffled looks. And I asked somebody, what does the Ran say? And they said, what's the Ran? She this. And he said, no, but he says the opposite. But he says the opposite only for a technical reason. But that's not what he believes in Prince. And, and it just won't use the thing that way. Just not the, the way, you know, it, it takes a while to think like that. He said, Meish Rabbeinu's Torah was pure, was clear. He knew exactly the point. Rabbi Kiva, who was the, who was this, who was the essence of Torah Shabbat Peh in many ways, had to understand it through Pilpul. He had to understand it through back and forth, through Joshes. So Moshe Rabbeinu, the Rapsodic says, didn't, he didn't understand the Joshes. When he heard at the end that this is all coming to the point that by Moshe Rabbeinu was clear, then it was Nochadaite. So this combination of Oyer and Choshech is the appropriate combination of Torah. That's a second point Meral makes. I want to look at one more point that I think is extremely important, and that is um, he, he deals with many. He deals. Uh, we don't have the time to go through it, but he deals with uh, Klal Yisrael and and Umas Olam. I want to look at the next parik a minute. Um, this is the parik Shishmatesha, where he deals specifically with the Karoim. And 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 the tzedukim about the being chaylik on Torah and so on. So he says over here. Um, I, I want to just look at the. Amud reish samachvav. Or Reish Tesvav, sorry, Reish Tesvav, towards the bottom of the left-hand column. He speaks about um, why is Torah, why doesn't Torah say what it means? In other words, um, the, 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 uh, the big kasha or problem that they, that they raise, the simple question is, well, it says me machas ha-shabbos. So um, why do you tell me it means the day after Pesach? This was one of the big machlokas of the tztukim and, and the prushim. And, and the, the question they're asking is, well, why didn't the Torah say that? Does it, I mean, the reading of it reads as follows. So the morale says the following point. I'll, I'll, I'll say it out, Balpeh. 
let's, let's take an example. Let's take, again, a person who's not a lawyer picks up a contract and he reads it. And he reads it to where he thinks it means, what he thinks it means. It may not, or probably will not, stand up in court. And he says, well, this is what, this is what the English means. And the, the reply will be, a contract is written in an English that is part of the legal culture, and things have somewhat other meanings to it. And the right pair of glasses to look at it are with those glasses, because it was meant to be that way. When you write a contract, when the lawyer sat and wrote the contract, he obviously knew the law, and he was phrasing it and writing it in a way where it would mean what legal language means and not what colloquial language is. So, Torah itself, it, the, 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 the attack on Torah Shabal Peh starts with the following premise, which is wrong. Torah was written in that Kaddish Baruch that Kaddish Baruch learned in Dulpan. In the Hebrew, Kaddish Baruch picked up Dulpan, that's how he wrote the Torah. And therefore, I'm the same Balabas as he is to say Pshat. That's not true. Torah is written in the language that Akadosh Baruch Hu uses. It's what I have no right, and it's silly to think that my understandings of words, so the word Shabbos by me is used only for the seventh day of the week that we call Shabbos. So, but what I'm doing is, that's true, but I'm assuming that a Kaddish Baruch who wrote Torah in the language that I use. Torah is an expression of Kaddish language. Shabbos means something that can also mean, Mochras um, Shabbos mean, meaning Yantiv Pesach Pesach. And he explains why. In other words, he goes to reason, but that's irrelevant. The, the point is that it's something which is uh, an understanding that is from the perspective of the divine, not from me. So therefore, Torah in its full scope of understanding the psukim, the way, the way we have in Torah Shabbal means that we were given the pair of glasses to put on to read it with. <laughs> Chazal are giving over to us that sensitivity, that sense of what it says. I want to add one more point on this. Just, it helps us understand a lot about Medrash Chazal and so on. Understanding that the language that Torah was written in is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's language. And Shabbos means something a little different, a lot deeper. And, that's, and he, he explains this particular example to Maral. All the different Medrash Chazal that we find, um, it, it's not in Agadah, I'm talking about Agadah, not talking about Halacha. In Agadah, the, the, well, different opinions, were they given exactly, was that given or not? But the one thing that's clear is Chazal wore the glasses that HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant to look at Torah with. How does a person look at Torah? So the same way 
that my next door neighbor, as helpful as he or she may be, their reading of the contract is irrelevant because it wasn't written for the language of a layperson. It was written with a certain legal language, all implications. And someone who is, that's his profession, will understand the language and he may or may not know the particular law, but he'll have a much better sense of it. And I defer to that person for that reason. Torah itself is given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And it's meant to be read with the mindset of that mindset. Chazal had that mindset. So the various pirushim and drushes that they said are emanating from that type of understanding. So our deference and reverence to Divri Chazal, I'm not talking about Halach, I'm talking about Agadah, comes from this understanding. And that's why I think this understanding of morale is especially critical. It means that if, if we treat Torah, Rahman it's not like a novel that a friend of ours wrote. So I'm as good interpreting it as you are as he is. Who's to say? And, there, and then, you know, then, then, then everybody's opinion is equal. It wasn't given that way. Torah was given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, spoken in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's words. The person, the, 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 the weight that someone's understanding of Torah has depends on how much the person's understandings, perspectives, his lens is, is, is Torah. So let's sum up briefly because, so again, Hanukkah is a Zman, for, to be to, to be misbeinu a bit on Teish Balpeh, it's the it's the one Teish Balpeh yontiv we have, and and many many reasons why this is it's the yontiv by Sheni where Teish Balpeh was the Iker and so on. We saw the Rambam explaining um, what Teish Balpeh is. Teish Balpeh is the Torah that resides within the Bezna Gadol. It includes the basic Pirush Hamitzvah that was given on Sinai. To, to flesh out the basic details of mitzvah. It's the klolim and extrapolating um, new halachas. And the mind of the Bezna Gadol is the appropriate, valid mind whose determinations are halacha. And it includes extensions of Torah to safeguard Torah. This is also Torah. And, 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 that, and, and that's included in it. I want to add to that point a morale. Morale speaks, it says, in, it, the Gemara says, Viskadashim is my Mishainim, Visemktoish is my Machrainim. So Morale asks, what kind of, what, what's the Pshat? I mean, the Achi of the Rabbonans, maybe. And, and, and is my Shainim for sure, my Machrainim is Sakana, whatever. So, so how do you, what, what's the point of dashing a Pasik? And Morale says that Divri Chazal are Torah. The Torah did not obligate it, but Chazal understood that within Torah, Mayim Rishonim is appropriate and Mayim Achonim is appropriate. It's, 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 it, it is Torah. It's not mandatory, but it's, it resides in Torah. We then ex- saw the morale, a few reasons why Torah, Shebek, Sav, and Torah, Peh are different, why one medium was chosen one, one for the other. One big point is that Torah Shebek Sav is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah, and therefore it comes to us as such. The Torah Shebaal Peh is the application of the Torah. How do we apply it in the Lamaisa? And that's our part of Torah. It's the understanding why one is Yom, one is Laila. 
that there's a certain is absolute. It does not have <coughs> maybe ifs, ands, ors. Teyoshvapes is full of it. And finally, the point that we saw that the perspective, the way in which we darshan the words of Teyoshvapesav, need to be from the perspective of the giver, not from the raw, naked eye of mine as, as, as a receiver. Chazal, Beznagodl and Chazal, they're the ones that had that perspective, that understanding to be able to, um, to, to, to see it in a way that matches the Neusnat Torah instead of Asana Kabbalah Torah. Those are the points I wanted to discuss. I curated four questions. What? I curated four questions. There's one on the back. Okay. Um, start with number one. Okay. What? Let's start from the top. I, unless there's a, there's a, a difference here. Let's start from, um, I have a Litvish Chinuch. Is true to that Chinuch at the same time you're in the Chinuch's fire. There's a richness of Siddish thought and there are many captivating practical ideas. However, some of the ideas are based on ideas that the Litvish Dailum Petronitius agreed with. Tzimtzum is Kashadik, Chazimitzvis. Addition is often a focus on making a new kind of avoider, for example, Zeis Hanukkah. Rashivigus and guidance had a draw from Siddish sources while maintaining a Litvish and Hagen outlook. And explain why it's not a stira. <laughs> I, I just want to know the person who asked this is a Chazimitzvish or a Litvish I, I'm, I'm trying to. What? Very litvish. Um, so I, I think I, I, um, I, I'll give a marshal and then we'll, when, um, when you go to a fancy event, so you, um, you, you come into a uh, buffet-style place, I, I guess like the breakfast here, but all sorts of different things arranged very nicely. And you walk in and ask somebody, why is it so, this is very fancy. Why is it so fancy? Ah, so many different things arranged in such a beautiful way. When I was growing up in Lower East Side, um, we had a lot of Yidin who Nebuch were either down and out, I don't know, maybe it was just uh, uh, some type of uh, habit. They would go around to different Kiddushim. They had, they had uh, coats with big pockets, and they would put stuff in it. He comes home this Yid, and he empties out. Can we say it's a buffet that he has in his pocket? A Viennese table, or a Viennese pocket, I don't know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> the answer is, there's a difference when you have an idea, and you're setting up things to, to create, different things to create something, or you stuff <laughs> in first comes, first serve, and, 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 you know, and, and whatever you can grab hold of. It, it, it's interesting, Kalaisal today lives together a lot more. It, my father grew up in Litta, he never saw Hasid until after the war. In, in, the, in the DP camps, he was together after with, with Safnach Sidim, they didn't look, I mean, everyone was, looked the same, but um, he, he grew up that way. And he never, today we live, Ashkenazim, Sfarim, so on and so forth. A person has to have a certain derech. There are many ways to approach Avedis Hashem, all of them equally valid provided that the person who's setting the derech is a bar hachi. You look at this person, if this is this person and this is how he sees things and it adds up to something, that's one point. The second point is he, it, it has to, the, the pieces have to come together. 
grabbing and taking something here, something there, something other place is not, um, is not a derech. And it's neither here nor there nor anything. The, the, the understanding that. So, so it's important. We can be yonic from many places today. But even in the world of, um, let's take like Sidious Farm, this difference, my Rebbeim, that, that, that I learned these things from, had a certain way what they picked, how they explained it, how they gave it over. Chassidish have a different way, different Chassidim have different ways, and they're all valid if they add up to something, if there's a, some sort of forethought. And that's why having a certain understanding of who I am, what the general pattern my avoda is, is important, it's, it's vital, and, and there can be, Ashkadosh Baruch who gave us a certain wealth today, we can be yonic from other people, from other, but there has to be a clear line between the two. And that's why it's important to keep that in mind. In Das, in Das Torah, is it an ideal for a wife or a mother to be at home and not involved in a career? Why is this not taught as the ideal and then every step away as a bigger benefit, which at least mitigate the problems? So this is one of the areas where um, it, it, we have to pick and choose um, between different brevets. Um, I grew up in a door when nobody was sitting and learning. Um, nothing. There was no such thing. I mean, I, I remember vaguely the end of the 50s. I remember much better the early 60s. And Oilam Hayashamim. A gathering of people like this would have been a major convention of a major organization. So many from people, so many they turn in one room didn't exist. If you take a look um, they, in the in the in, in the um, the magazine put on Baron Cutler, they have a picture of the Aguda convention in a certain year. It, it was a quarter the size. I'm serious, literally. It, the idea that people are that there's so much tired that and and Yiddishkeit is based on that. There was no Yiddishkeit, and there will not be Yiddishkeit without having a big tzibur learning for a, a substantial amount of time together. When I was growing up, the, the idea of the Yiddishkeit would be propagated was because as kids, we'd go up and sing Enkel Akeinu, and that would keep the Yiddishkeit. It's, it's, it's hard even to speak it. People think it's like, it sounds like a myth or it sounds like some legend. I remember that was the... I was embarrassed to go up. I didn't have a good voice, whatever, and the Gabba was annoyed. And I said... How is he ever going to be a rabbi if you don't do the Enkelekenu? That was, that was the, maybe he's right, maybe I never got to be a rabbi because I didn't do the Enkelekenu. You know, just, I ended up being a malamed. That's the that's, you know, that's next best. But um, th- that was the Matthias. It had to happen uh, with women really straining and, and work for that. It, it's a bidyevet. It's not a chathila. But the question is, what's the other choice? Um, it, it's, the, the, you know, having... The learning in yeshiva gives a person a certain understanding of Torah and halacha, a certain solidity that, that lasts. And so, of course, it's a bit of it. But given the different efforts, writing down Torah Shabbat Peh was a bit of it. Can we imagine? So someone will come along and say, can we imagine having a... Uh, I, 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 what, let's do away with the Shas Mishnahs. We should memorize the Baal Peh like it used to be. It was only a bit of it. Let's undo it. On doing it at the risk of destroying cholesterol, why we have to do that? I don't know, but that's where it is. Chacham Hillel was just in our yeshiva. He 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 was speaking. He spoke 
And he said, you know, people come to him with the Rambam that a person should not take money for learning and a person should learn this, that. And you do me the it. So, you know, what do you say? He says, you're 100% right. The Rambam, he said, also says the next line that you're supposed to work three hours a day and learn the rest of the day. Rabid, Adoni, how about that? I can't. So he says, so we have two B'diavits. Which B'diavit do you think is better? <laughs> you know, it, it, at the end of the day, yes, the ideal is a woman should be home, and I, I hope no microphones, it's not politically correct to say it today, but the, but the Metzius is a home and having a mother over there anchored at home is important. But given the choices, we, what, what gave this, what, what, you know, Atem Nisam is all built on that. Until some other Eitzah comes up, this is the best we can do. I'll tell you something, I want to share something, Rabbi Hafa, there was, there was a, 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 a good, um, Yom, Yom, like for Halach in the working place in Baltimore, and someone asked Rav Hatha, and he said something, he's a person who deals with his community, he says a very, very, a very tight and difficult financial situation places a strain on a family. And it's also something that you have to take into consideration. Um, if, if a woman staying home means that things are very strained, and every time somebody rips a shirt, it's, it's a tish above, and who knows what, you know, and, and it creates a lot of emotional strain, it's, it's something that needs to be considered. Of course, it, I, ideal is that a woman's home, but, it, but you have to weigh different factors. There, are no, there is no one answer. Um, Hashem benched me with money, oh, so he can give the money to this guy, and they'll better. <laughs> I have, you know, ain't cash if with the They say one question answers the other, so put number one, get one, one and three together, and, and we have a perfect setup over here. Hashem benched with money is there, can I get to know who wrote, who, who's this one, who's there? <laughs> is there something wrong with me having a beautiful house, car, etc.? If I give mice, why can't I indulge in vacations, fancy symbols, etc.? Should we give overall guidance how to use money that Baruch Hashem many have in a way that we didn't have before? How about indulging things when one does not have the money? Okay, this is obviously, it is important, it is a very important question. Let's talk about certain things. <coughs> a person is allowed to live at a different level when HaKadosh Baruch Hu him with it. You find it all over in Tanakh, you find it in Gemara, you find that a person is allowed to live at a different Ramah. But, a Cheshman and Nefesh, everyone has a Chiyav. And a person has to ask themselves a few questions. <coughs> what are the implications of this? So, going away, Pesach to hotel, is easy, pleasant. It also comes at a price. Is this is, do, should I be, I don't talk about the money price. Talk about the price of not being home, price of not doing things right, the price that the kid's expecting it. You raise children, will my children be able to have this mahal chachayim? Which society does this place me in? I want to share something that somebody in Silver Spring told me. He was not, not a yeshivish, not from the yeshivish society, but very erlich people. His father, was, um, is um, somebody who was a professional 
and made it very big in, financially. He did very extremely well and is a, a quiet donor in a big way to every Davish Rektush in town. The son told me, the greatest gift my father gave me was that until I was 20 years old, I didn't know we were wealthy. We lived in the same house like everybody else, we had the same car, we did the same things, there were no plaques. My father sat and wanted a bench in the shuls. He, you know, we, same good Shabbos to everybody, and that was it. And he told me it's the greatest gift. This person, um, this person worked towards a career, had real accomplishments. He, he felt it was a gift. I need to ask myself, what lifestyle is ideal for my child? And what do I need to rein in? How do I look vis-a-vis -vis other people? Um, do, am I, do I stand out? That's not good. Do I, do, 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 does some feel he's different? I, I want to share a story that made a tremendous ration on me. Um, this person, Oliver Shalom, was very chacham, he was a shishiva someplace. He came from a wealthy family. And his family was, the, was one of the big supporters of the yeshiva they went to, the, the, the elementary school, high school they went to. One of the balabatim of that, Moisid, had a big clothing firm in New York. We're talking about the 50s. And one of the, as an act at Stucker, they took all the boys from the yeshiva, the, the mitzvah age boys. Before Pesach, they brought them to his place. And everybody picked up a shirt, socks, a suit, uh, I don't know, shoe, whatever, a whole, from A to Z, a whole thing. There was a, 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 that's what he gave to the poor yeshiva bachrams, kind of. They were boys, 13, 14-year-old boys. This boy, the son of this wealthy, was excused from going down and standing in line. His mother came to the menahel and she said, no, I want my son to go and stand in line with everybody else. I'll pay for it. I'll, 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 don't worry. But he needs to know that he's like everybody. And if you have to stand in line, stand in line. If somebody gives you a shirt, gives you a shirt. I don't want him to be different. And this person that grew up to be a very special person, um, and a very sensitive person, a very special person. You obviously see the meters of, of that, that, that his mother put into him. We need to ask ourselves, I can do a lot of things on money. What is the best lifestyle for my child? Not saying no ever is a horrible, horrible mistreatment of a child. If a child, every time he opens their mouth, he gets it unless you, you're in a bad mood, that is a terrible chinuch. To live without boundaries, to live without, this is appropriate, this is too much. And that is so important. And you have to practice what you preach. If you do whatever you feel like doing, if there's no must and there's no measure how much, what, when, where, and everything comes with balance. Yes, for somebody like me as Baruch Hashem doing well, this is appropriate. This, unnecessary. As long as there's a serious shikol adas, because after 120, we're going to have to give that cheshman. And it's true, and I can always say, it's not only money, it's talents that we have. It's time that we have. It's opportunities. If somebody comes knocking on my door asking for help, and I have the time to give it, then I'm going to be asked, why didn't you? And so on. So a person needs to live with a cheshben. Yes, living better if a Baruch who bench you is appropriate. How much better? 
that a person should never say no to himself because it's too much, that's certainly wrong. That a person should live in a place where the people are not the ideal people that he wants his family to grow up with. And because the houses are so much nicer than that, that's not a cheshman. The fact that I live extravagantly different than everybody around me is not a, a healthy thing. We need to cheshman. We need to think and, and, and get a sense of, of what's right and wrong. As I'll quote my Rebbe, Ramesh Shapiro's kind of racha, I'll tell you, someone wrote after his patira, it says, coming up next week. <coughs> this boy was a young boy, and his father was a Talmud. At his bar mitzvah, so he was, his bar mitzvah was during Sphira. So he said the famous Shikotaira about a person becoming a mitzvah in Sphira and so on. So he, he put down the question, and before he, he could say further, Rabbi Moshe grabbed his hand and asked him, Azma atta omer, what do you think? So the kids started reciting, no, no, I said, what do you think? That was the first time he had an encounter. His second and last encounter was five years later, six years later, he was in Shiva. And he came to Moshe and said, you know, there's so many different drachim and mahalchim. How do you know which is right? And Moshe looked at me and said, there is no way that you can get out of using your seichel. Akash demands that we use our das understanding. There's no automatic. And this is certain area where a person needs to make a chajma nefesh. What's right, what's appropriate, what's unnecessary, what's detrimental, what's, you know, needs more thought. Finally, we are, thought, we are taught that everything is for the good. How does one reconcile this with his life to the point of being able to be besimcha? So I'll tell you the problem with this question is, if good is defined as that which I like, then that's not true. You will find many things in life that you didn't like. Good means to turn you into the person you need to be. And anyone who's, who's gotten on a bit and looks back at the hard parts of his life and the difficult parts, understands he's a different person. And it brought out certain things in him that other things couldn't have. We need to do what we can to make the life good the way we understand it. We work for Panasseh, we go to doctor for refuah, we turn to the police for, for safety, v'chulu, v'chulu. That's our chiyuv, and that's right. But when we look at what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, understanding that different kufas in life left their effect, if the simcha in life is to have a good life the way it's defined, then the statement is simply not true. If a good life means that after 120 we come and we are closer to being the person that Baruch Hu wanted us to be, then, then yes, we had a good life. And that Baruch Hu was doing most of the direction of it. I once told a friend of mine, I told him, life is a big base medrash and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Rosh Hashiva. So if the simcha is that there is hashkocha on every human being, on every yid befrat, and the fact that he's, the hashkocha is to bring us to the state that we're supposed to become, then even the parts that were difficult, in the end of it, it brings us to that place. And that's a reason to be with Simcha. Okay.